0: Ultimately, at the end of the day, we increased orders for people that visited that page by over 30%. So people were not there to read. They were there to shop. They were there to compare. And so if they got to that page, we really need to keep them focused on how do I find the right product for me rather than teaching them a broader message about the brand.
1: Hey y'all that's AJ Davis from experimentzone.com and in this interview she breaks down a specific experiment on a shop's category page that i definitely think is going to be relevant to a lot of people out there especially if you're still on the default theme that your site started with but beyond that she gets into at a high level what's the role of your category page in the first place how should you think about that versus your homepage, product pages and furthermore to the extent that you do talk about yourself on your website Where does that messaging go? How do you get that messaging right? Literally, what tests do you run to find this out? There's answers to all this inside the interview, so I'm going to stop talking and let you enjoy it. AJ, welcome to the show. Thanks for
0: having me on again, Brian.
1: Yeah, no, pleasure. Very excited, intrigued as well, because I actually don't really know what we're about to talk about. This is about to be a surprise experiment, which is maybe as it should be. So let's just jump right in and tell me, you're going to tell us a story about an e-commerce experiment. Go. Who, Go. where, where yeah. What's what, yeah, what did you scenario? Do? So
0: we work uh, with a company that sells very specialized exercise clothing for women. And oh. so there's a kind of a hypothesis out there from the business that people need to know more about what the brand is, why you want to buy the specialized product instead of something at your local store and how they're different. So there's this uh, natural give and take that we end up with of like, how much do we need to teach people and where should we teach them Mm -hmm. versus like, how much should we let them just see the product and get into the shopping? This is generally a theme I see in a lot of clients is that they want to talk about the business. They want to educate, they want people to feel confident and that is really important, but it's also uh, can get in the way of a purchase. So the experiment I'm thinking about today is for this client, they had this block of kind of introductory text at the top of their category page. So it's just a product listing page with lots of images. People can filter and choose which products are best for them. And they had an image and a block of text that was descriptive to provide some educational content. We ran a test where we collapsed that, but we gave people the option to click learn more. So if people were there with that learning mindset, they still had access to all that content, uh, but it really focused and said the page on the specific product thumbnails and uh, people didn't really care about learn more. Ultimately at okay. the end of the day, we increased orders for people that visited that page by over 30%. So people were not there to read. They were there to shop. They were there to compare. And so if they got to that page, we really need to keep them focused on how do I find the right product for me? rather than teaching them a broader message about the brand.
1: Okay. All right. There's so much here that that I want to talk about. Like one theme is, and I always love these stories where removing stuff, hiding stuff, shrinking stuff actually leads to more revenue Mm -hmm. for the store. I think that's such an important story to tell. Obviously not always you can have a blank website, but I, I hear this so much where just taking stuff away can be a win. And it's, it's like an easy test to implement. You're just a little CSS hide the thing. In this case, it sounds like you did a little more, but I guess I want to put, pull on that a little bit, like going into this, what were you thinking about that as a, a crucial component? Just the sheer visual impact of nudging stuff up the page. Like, has this been a theme? Have you seen this elsewhere too?
0: Yeah, we have seen it elsewhere. Oftentimes uh, a lot of this Shopify templates have these huge blocks of imagery at the very top of many pages, the homepage, category pages. And so we weren't sure if this text was actually providing value or if it was doing what the images often do, which is just make it a little harder, add some friction to people seeing the purpose of the page. Generally, and we just wrapped up a test last week on a client where we shrunk down uh, the, the top of the page image on the category listing pages to be about a third of the size. And we saw similar lifts. So this was a little different than the, the tests that we're often running because there was a different design, different purpose, a stronger underlying hypothesis of the purpose this content was providing. Mm-hmm. But in general, when people get to a listing page, they're there to see your products. They want to understand like what you have and seeing does so much more than telling. And oftentimes those like lifestyle images that show up on the top aren't really assisting them in making a
1: choice. So a theme here that I'm hearing is a Shopify store is typical or whatever template that you've started with. I think there's a tendency to think, well, what do we put here? What do we put there? We have this block, what should go in it? We have this text, what text should we insert? But stepping back a pace and being like, is this even necessary? What Mm -hmm. what purpose does this serve? And does that match with visitor intention? It leads you to a non-standard template. But yeah, a
0: cha- challenge is sort of the status quo, right? A lot yeah. of times the companies that are producing the templates are saying these are like tested and true. These are best for e-commerce and they're good starting places. Like they certainly provide a good foundation, but a lot of the times there are things that need to be simplified or repurposed or relocated so that it's in the right moment in the customer journey. Because at the end of the day, the customers coming to your site need different things than everybody, right. There's specific needs and specific things that they're doing because of the design you have, because of the products you have because of the qualities those people have.
1: Yeah. And actually you mentioned this particular site was it's, it's specialized workout clothing. Did I remember mm-hmm. that? Right. Yeah. Can you say a little bit more about specialized how maybe, or
0: yeah, you know, it was like what, high, what? how is it different? Yeah, it's, it's high end, very specialized fabrics. So it's for women, so it's designed to be comfortable and functional and stylish while you're exercising. And there's education that you need to have to understand, like, why is this price point? Why is this more of a luxury good? What is it about the material? What is it about the design that's setting this apart? And, you know, the product itself can show that and the product pages can be where we teach that. Homepage is a good place too, to introduce it. And so stepping away from this particular test, badges and like kind of very quick bulleted list of here are the three things that you reiterate across the site can be really helpful. But generally people aren't interested in like reading paragraphs about your business. Sure. And if they are, they'll go to your about page. That can be a, that can be a home for it. If people want to know more of the story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And I I like how you framed it as the, the category page is this. It's this in-between place where you're on a mission, like the, the homepage, you might just bounce, you might be like, not today or not this product, not for me. Product pages, maybe a little more intensive research. I'm, I'm setting this up because I want to hear your take, but the category page, nobody's going to read it. Nobody needs all that background when they've made it this far. Is that a fair restatement of how you're looking at
0: this? Yeah. Yeah. I see it as I think of a good analogy. Like you're, I love to just take it to like physical store. Right. So when you are in your car driving along, you might look at a storefront and that's like a homepage. And so if you've never heard of the store before, you're not likely to stop. So you do need sort of nudges, things that are reassuring on the outside of the store. It's a clean storefront, the signage is clear. I understand what they're selling. But then as soon as you walk into the store, you don't want someone standing next to each product and saying, here's a bag of toilet paper can be purchased here because of this reason. And that reason, like people want to just see it and feel it and understand the purpose and they, in their own minds are already understanding what the store offers. And so to me, it's analogous to like, you can go ask for help and dig into more information about the product, which is the product detail page. But when you're just like walking up and down the aisles, figuring out which things you want to put in your cart.
1: Yeah. That's the listing page. That's a great, that's a great comparison. I'm going to use that. I appreciate it. So I heard you mention the home page and the product page, detail page as being two places to maybe go more into that. And I think I heard you say bullet points, just a few bullet points, condense it down. Don't write paragraphs and, and repeat them throughout the site. And I just wonder if you could say more about that approach. Like where do you put this stuff and how much of it is too much?
0: Yeah, the underlying philosophy is that we can only retain five to seven bits of information, right? Each person has only so much working memory and on the low end, it's really three pieces of information on the high end, it's 10. So we don't ever want to go outside of that band, but we want to push ourselves to like adhere to the three pieces of information. I usually recommend for my clients that if we can narrow it to three to five, we're going to be in better shape than being at the like seven to 10, because some people are going to lose that and it'll be too much to process. So we're taking advantage of working memory, but we also want to know that people are going to get distracted or be thinking about different things as they move through the site. So maybe a huge value of your business, let's take example, like the Amazon two-day shipping, right? Everyone knows about it, but if you go to their site, it's everywhere on the site. You Mm -hmm. feel confidence on the product page and your cart and in checkout that when your product's going to show up, even though that's such a huge part of their brand. And so if you're a, a brand that someone's less familiar with, and you have a value proposition like free returns, you've got to tell them initially so they get excited about it and say, hey, this is a cool brand and they have my best interest at heart. But then you also want to put it in the position of influencing their decisions. So you go to the product page, they've forgotten about your really great returns policy so you can reiterate it again. And oftentimes you want to put it near the action. So just under the add to cart button is a good place for it. And then you can weave it into the cart and check out But at the end of the day, all of this is just like theoretical until you really run an AB test on it. So you can test where the placement is, which messages really resonate for your customers, if the way you describe your value propositions are resonating with people, and you can even test out, should I be offering a really great returns policy, let's put it on the site, see if people get excited about it, give it to that cohort or have it run for a month or two uh, for everyone, but only show it to half of the people and just see how different it is. So you can test these bigger business strategic questions as A-B tests as well.
1: Okay, this is we're getting outside the scope of the one experiment you came to talk about, but I think this is so important. I think this is really hard. We've got this whole story, this whole saga, this brand epic drama of how we got here and what we do and why it's special. And what I'm taking away so far from what you've said is really on the category page, most likely nobody wants to hear that at that moment. Like don't stop me when I'm browsing the aisles. I'm just trying to look around, please. You can put it all on the about page. If people really want it, they can find it there and that's fair game. But this challenge to distill it down to a handful, three to five optimized bullet points. So first we have to distill it down and then we have to find ways to experiment to decide which ones actually matter, which ones actually change people's behavior. Like, how do you go about this from the top? How do you get to the bullet points? Do you, do you find clients typically know, or do you supplement their own perspective with other research?
0: I think a lot of times clients have assumptions about what they are. So you can start by testing what assumptions exist for the business. In like an ideal world, you would go out and conduct user interviews. So you would talk to, people who've recently purchased on the site, people who are you know, dedicated to this business and talk to them about like, why do you care about this business? What does it mean to you? Uh, what are the most important things they offer? And then you can reflect back that language in the copy on the site. So you might hear things about the return policy that we just talked about, or maybe they don't even mention it. And so that indicates that's probably not the place to start.
1: Yeah, okay. I. Just putting you on the spot here, actually, s- suppose we have gotten down to where we're, we're pretty sure we've got like a list of five and maybe we'd like to know which three are the ones to really push. Do you have across sites? Is there the first place you would go to try and test that? I, I guess it depends on where people are entering the site, but do you go to pages and elements where it's, it's a good fit for trying to learn that kind of information from an experiment? Like which, which value proposition, it- proposition, which bullet points?
0: Yeah, I think the two places I like to test it initially would be on the homepage under the hero. Hey, you've already told them what you sell. So they if they stick around, they're hooked to it and then having a very short banner. So it's not, it's just one icon tall so that it's not blocking them from scrolling the page or seeing other elements. But that's a good place to say we offer free shipping and it's made in the U S and you get free returns. Uh, those are all very customer centric things too. So I would actually back up a little bit and say, one of the mistakes I see is that brands like to talk about me, we do this, we have this, and customers may care about that, but if you can switch it into words that matter to them, you're going to be more successful because they care about the impact to them. So they don't care that you're going to ship it out in two days. They're going to care that they get it in five days. So thinking about it from that perspective of what do they need to hear So that it's important to them. The second place that I would put it in addition to the homepage, if I were just running off the cuff, a test for this would be under the add to cart button on the product page, because those types of values are going to help nudge them to go, okay. I like this product, but do I feel confident about this business? Okay. Yeah. I see that they do have some of these values that matter to me. And so that can help nudge people to make that commitment to add it to cart.
1: Okay. That's great. I think that's really great. Like helpful tactical advice. If anyone is listening, watching, and they realize, "Uh oh, this is me. I've got this long bloated story about how amazing my my brand is on my category page. That's something to look at and maybe kind of company centric versus value to the customer centric language. These are places you can go, you try to distill your bullet points. That's the hard part. But then these are places where typically you're going to have enough impact on the experience, I guess, that you'll be able to measure the effect of swapping out and land it, whatever's optimal. So super helpful. I guess I want to ask, you know, it, the impression I'm getting, I know you do this stuff all the time and you've run tons of experiments. And so it sounds like this is maybe wasn't a shocking result to you at this point, but I, I still want to ask you did this particular experiment on the category page with shrinking the hero. And learning that nobody cared and if anything it helps to take that stuff away mm-hmm. did, did this change or influence how you approach what you do moving forward
0: i think the surprise for me in this was that people really didn't act didn't really interact with the learn more so mm-hmm. we had an hypothesis that some portion of people would maybe not be as certain and want to read about the specific features of the the leggings that they were looking at, for example. And at the end of the day, like the fact that I think it was less than one and a half percent of people interacted with it. And then that segment didn't have any differences in their order outcome. Just indicated that this wasn't the right place to have this type of content. So that was surprising to me because this product line was so specialized. And I also thought that there was some lace that would be more important or some content that might be more important on this page to just give them confidence. So yeah, you're seeing the prices for the first time. They may be more expensive than you might've expected, Uh but here's why. And people didn't need that. Like they had already come to terms with, Hey, this is more premium, more luxury product.
1: That's yeah. That's a really good point. Like that's another unique aspect of a category page what you said about you're seeing the prices for the first time, again, similar to browsing the aisles, right? You didn't know the prices until you walked in the store and started walking around. But so I guess what I'm getting is as a general rule, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but but maybe you would say that a category page doesn't need a whole bunch of context and that it's better to let people focus on the products. But in this case, given the specialized nature, given maybe the price point, you were thinking maybe in this case, maybe for this one, maybe for this kind of product, it is necessary.
0: Or at least for a segment of customers, right? So yeah. we expected there would be some portion of customers who would need that, even if most people, it was in their way. So that's a, the hypothesis we walked in with. And it just turned out overall, it didn't have an impact for any anyone. <laughs> it was just not very wow. good place for it.
1: Yeah. Let's dig in for a second on the analytics. I, I think I heard you say a 30, 30% increase in Was it in orders?
0: Yeah, we saw a 30% increase in orders for people that saw this page.
1: That is huge. I guess if you're listening, watching at home, don't expect to get a 30% increase in orders on your first experiment out the gates, please. And don't expect that of your CRO consultant either, but that's massive. And that's not one of these up funnel metrics clicks through to the PDP or something that may or may not result like like that orders. So that's massive. And I think I heard you mention you you also segmented out the results to look at the people who the handful of people who did interact with this little learn more element that you you mm-hmm. put in place of all that text. Can you say just a little bit more about how you approach that?
0: Yeah, I guess the, like the, the one thing I'd step back on too is like the fact that it's a 30% increase shows how problematic this was. Hmm. So like most of the time we're just making small improvements because there's just a little bit of friction and the templates guiding. the the website to convert pretty well. And then there's opportunity to get 5% lifts, 15% lifts here and there. We're always excited to see a 1% lift too. So like the range of the lifts is more of a reflection of how important this issue was for your customers. And so for this company, it really was like a huge problem that people came to the page and no products were above the fold. Hmm, So that was like the result of having all that content there was people would get to a listing page. And there would be no products on the listing page. If we think about why that might have happened, it's likely that people saw that page and thought they got to the wrong place. They thought they were gonna go see a list of leggings and they they didn't see any leggings. So they got confused. They got a bunch of friction in their experience and then they gave up. And while it's a huge win and we're really excited by the win, it actually points to what a pain this experience had been. And we wouldn't have known that without testing it. So the amount of lift was also a big surprise. You asked a secondary question about segmenting. And sometimes we'll look at segments based on what was the impact on mobile versus desktop? Did it really matter? So we often look at multiple segments in a test to see is there for this one, perhaps like new versus returning could be interesting, right? You might expect that new customers, new visitors to your site really need that added context.
1: Sure.
0: They also were very consistent in the results. So we didn't see anything significantly different in any of the segments we looked at, including just that small segment of people that did interact with Learn More.
1: So this was now we know after the fact with the data all in and the experiment concluded, like now we know that this was actually a huge issue for this site, that this like a, a 30% lift is not to be found just anywhere you go. How what made you decide to focus on this page in the first place? How did you decide this was an experiment to run versus any other thing you might have done?
0: Yeah, so across all of our testing, right, we have limited resources, we have limited time, we have limited traffic. So we always have to prioritize really carefully. So I would love to tell you that we ran a user study and saw this issue, but it was so glaring in the analytics data that we knew we had to start here. And what I mean by that is this is the page that had the biggest drop off on their site. And it was just extraordinarily high compared to other kind of heuristically, how our other clients behave or how their sites are organized. So we just saw a huge amount of drop-off. We knew something was wrong and taking a look at it from a heuristics perspective and knowing some of those past tests we'd run where we move products higher up on the page just seemed like the right hypothesis to start with. And then that little bit of like nuance with adding the learn more was really driven by the assumption that... customers needed more information at every stage along the way for this type of product which turned out not to be the case.
1: Okay. And so we're talking like in Google Analytics like exit percent, right? Like exit mm-hmm. rate for the page so you look at the home page, you look at the category pages as a whole, as a collection of pages mm-hmm. and you can look at product pages and the rest of the funnel too and so you you did this and just broadly speaking, really high, like what's going on here, exit rate on the category pages.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's really like the enhanced e-commerce view really. Mm -hmm. It just was glaring that there was an opportunity here.
1: Cool. Obviously, great fix. And it kind of aligns with my priors that say where you can remove stuff that isn't absolutely necessary. It's usually a good idea. I guess I want to ask, what's your read? What's your comfort level with somebody just saying, oh my gosh, this is me. I have this huge hero section on my category pages. It's just a bunch of useless information. I I should just kill it. Is that okay? Do we have the official AJ stamp of approval for that strategy? (laughs)
0: Yeah, testing. This is why I love testing. Like I came into this world having worked in user research before, so I got to observe a lot of people and the, like the issues they come across. And we see a lot of the same kind of issues. So I have a pretty good intuition for what's going to be needed or what's going to be a challenge based on seeing so many different people mm. over hundreds of thousands of not hundreds of thousands of studies. Where I feel like I have a good intuition for this stuff. So I'll actually give you uh, an example because. The reason I love testing is you can build up that great intuition, it can work a lot of the time, but if it doesn't work, it really can hurt your revenue. At the end of the day, if you make the wrong choice and you haven't measured it, you don't know it's a problem. You don't know that it's causing you to lose customers. So an example of something that I used to tell everyone was like, Hey, if you have free shipping, let people know, put it in a banner at the top. Like every test we've ever run, that has been helpful to have persistent message about what your shipping policy is. Mm -hmm. But very recently we had a customer where this was the first test we ran with them. And the reason we run it is because we want to make sure and their conversion rate got hurt by having this on the site. I think it was like a 20 something percent drop, which is very similarly just a big surprise because we normally will see it help. And with that and another test that we've run around their shipping policy, we have some indication that is actually just like the price point doesn't make sense. So the price to get free shipping doesn't work for their customer set. And by increasing the prominence of it, we frustrated more people and they were like, I'm never going to spend that much on this site. I'm taking off. It seems on face value, like a really good thing to do. But at the end of the day, by testing it, we A, know that it worked or didn't. And B, if it didn't work, we're going to have a much more valuable insight, which is like there's something underlying why it didn't work for this audience, for this business when it worked for everyone else. So let's like dig into that.
1: So back to your decision to to test on the site that we started off talking about to, to make a point of testing it and to add the learn more on the category page specifically because, okay, this is a very specialized product and it is more expensive than people might be expecting that decision. You still stand by the reasoning that says that the site may be out there that actually needs a pretty big text-heavy hero section on the category pages. Like it could exist. And I guess it's a big enough change that that's a risk that you don't want to just flip a coin on. You want to be careful and gather the data.
0: Yeah. At the end of the day, your customers are going to respond to changes you make. We see... Huge changes from tiny changes, huge changes in behavior from very small iterations on your site. If you don't have the data of what's going to happen when you make that tweak, you don't know what the impact is. And so if you do that over and over again, you may not be in a better place at the end of it. So if you're seeing that this is a problem, I would dig into the data. Right. If you don't have enough traffic to actually run an AB test, which is like the best case scenario is run the AB test, Mm -hmm. but you can look at other signals. Can you see scroll mapping to see if people are getting to the products on your page, are they clicking the products on the product listing page? Are they interacting with that hero? If there's some sort of interactive element. So you may be able to triangulate different data sources or different signals in the data to say, all right, I should do this for my business too. But at the end of the day, the only way you can be confident is if you run an A-B test on it.
1: AJ, thanks so much. Really appreciate you sharing this. I think we got a lot of takeaways and like a little bit of a word of caution on how to proceed. But just to recap, like the, the distilling your story down to a handful of bullet points. I think there's a lot of stores out there that need to do that hard work. And then to test, to figure out, to make sure you got the wording right and the placement of them and the prioritization of them too. Huge. And that's something somebody can go start on. They can go start thinking about that right now. If you're listening, watching, please go start thinking about it right now. And when it comes down to the actual test implementation and strategy and stuff, maybe you need a little help. Maybe you just have some questions. Can you tell us where people can find you on the interwebs, AJ?
0: Yeah. You can find me at experimentzone.com. I will also provide you, Brian, with a link to the free consult we're offering right now. So it's a 30 minute consult. So you'll really get a chance to get some of that feedback I can provide from that more intuitive, Hey, what we've seen in the thousands of tests we've run and research we've done. But also we might be able to direct you on, is this a good time to start testing? Where should you start? We can cover a lot of ground in 30 minutes. And I would love to offer that to your audience.
1: Yeah, love it. So yeah, that, that link will be featured prominently in the description show notes. And yeah, absolutely. We've covered a lot of ground here in about 30 minutes and you've alluded to so much more and like, y'all have known AJ for a while. There's a, a lot that, that she can say. You've got all these other study and experiments and these benchmarks that we mentioned. Like what is a troublesome drop-off rate on my category page? If you wanna know, you could talk to AJ about that. So really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on.
0: It was great chatting with you again, Brian. <laughs> Thanks for having me on.